This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. At the end of Parshas Pinchas, we read about all the Yomim Toivim, Pesach, Shavuos, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, one after another after another. But if you look carefully in the Sefer Torah, we'll notice that there's different types of spaces between the Yom and Tavim. So between Pesach and Shavuos, it's what we call a Parsha Susuma, or indicated in a Chumash by a Samach, which means there is space between Pesach and Shavuos. However, it continues on the same line. It has to have a minimum number of four empty letters of space, but it continues on the same line. Between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, as well, Parsha Susuma, where there's a space, but Yom Kippur continues on the same line. Same goes for the, between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. However, between Shavuos and Rosh Hashanah, it's what we know as Parsha Psucha, a pay, an open Parsha, where the Yom Tif of Shavuos ends and Rosh Hashanah does not begin until the next line. It's called Psucha. It's open. There's a space. There's a gap. What is that space for? Are we waiting to fill something in at that interval? Says the Rizhanar, indeed, we are awaiting to fill in the gap. And that is because there is a Yamtif that is awaiting its insertion in this space between Shavuos and Rosh Hashanah, namely the future Yamtif of Tishabav. Tishabav, we know in Megillah Echa is called Amoyed, Kara Alai Moyed, Lishbar Bachurai. An appointed time, but literally a festival. Tishabav now is the most mournful day of the year, but we await the great day that the Tzoyim HaChamishi will be transformed into a Yamtif for Klal Yisrael. And therefore there's a pay, an open space in the Sefer Torah, awaiting the Yamtif of Tishabav. So even today, we don't say Tachnon on Tishabav because we feel the latent Yamtif element of Tishabav. Even today, we will not say Tachnon Erev Tishabav. Even nowadays, we already feel the yamtiv quality of Tishabab. Now, how will we read Megillah Secha when Mashiach comes? It's such a mournful, sorrowful Megillah. How will we read it in the times of the redemption? So I came across a wondrous commentary of the Ben Eshchai on Megillah Secha, where he presents that Echa could be read as a cheerful, positive Megillah. Few examples on the first Pasuk. Eicha Yashvavadad. How she sits alone. Literally, it seems very painful that Yushalayim sits alone without her children. But the Benishchai interprets that this is a great prophecy and a great compliment to the city of Yushalayim. Because every city in the world is somewhat dependent on import for its success. No city in the world has all the resources that it needs in the city. But the day will come that Yerushalayim will be so bountiful, it will be so resourceful and so successful, that it will be badad, self-sufficient. It will have everything it needs in its own city. So it will be badad, completely independent. And you'll say, well, maybe it's because so few people will be living in Yerushalayim. No, Rabbi Siyam, it will have so many people living in the city. 
How many people, literally ka'almana, like a widow, says the Ben the word ka'almana could be read, almana cannot be counted. And we go to the sixth pasuk. All of the glory left Siyan. Literally, all of the greatness and all the grandeur has left the city. However, the Ben interprets that this is a great positive prophecy. The way Torah is supposed to be is All Torah is supposed to emanate from Tzion. But nowadays, unfortunately, we're in the diaspora and there are yeshivas all over the world. So the Torah is emanating from all four corners of the world. But the day will come again. All the glory of the Torah will emanate once again only from Tzion. So we await the great day where Tishabav is restored to a Yamtif, and the gap between Shavuos and Rosh Hashanah is filled, and we will read Megillah Seicha as a Megillah of happiness and positivity and Simcha. May that day come speedily. Bimhera v'yamenu. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.